Well, uh, good evening. It's about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And back from a short trip to America's uh, most well-kept secret, uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, I'm Jim Dwyer. Yeah, it's uh, worth going. Water's a little chilly, but if you're... uh, the outdoors are fantastic, and the stars, yeah, I think, are the highlight. Well, I got to say, too, that uh, down here in southeast Michigan, of course, uh, cool nights, lots of rain, which they've had up north as well. Pretty much ruined the lilac crop down here, but uh, just beginning up there in full bloom, it was really quite extraordinary. Odiferous. Yes. Yes, well. Very pleasant. Speaking of odiferous... <laughs> Odors of a less savory nature. Yes, a less savory uh, nature. Um, <clears throat> frankly, you know, I don't, I don't know what to make of the evidence and all of this uh, saber rattling that's going on. I'd only like to point out, I'm surprised that the NRA hasn't come out to defend Iran. Um, most of our drone warfare, by the way, over the last couple of years, and this dates back to uh, Obama, and even the end of the Bush administration a little bit, um, <clears throat> has occurred in uh, areas like Afghanistan and Somalia and some of the, uh, uh, shall we say, North African uh, countries like Mali, Niger, Nigeria, those areas, Chad, uh, where <clears throat> Boko Haram uh, operates. But let's face facts. These people don't have any weaponry that can fire back. <laughs> And I don't know whether the drone was in Iranian airspace or not. Wouldn't surprise me if it uh, was. Wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't. But it strikes me that we're kind of long on accusations and fallacies and pretty short on facts. And I find it quite troubling when Trump administration officials are testifying to Congress that Iran is somehow linked to al-Qaeda and or the Taliban. In other words, they're they're trying to concoct a loophole in which they can use the 2001 War Emergency Act, or whatever it's called, uh, to escalate um, tensions uh, in uh, the Persian Gulf. And I don't know if Trump remembers the Ronald Reagan 1987-1988 tanker uh, situation. They called it the tanker war. But the USS Stark was hit by a missile, an Assoset missile sold by France to Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. On the U.S. Ro- was there escorting tankers at yes. that time under uh, yeah, that policy. And if you'll also recall, uh, in 1988, right around the 4th of July, the United States shot down an Iranian civilian airline killing like 290 people. Um, <clears throat> Pan Am 103 has always had many speculative theories about who was actually behind it. Scottish investigators have never adopted the American position that it was clearly Libya. But... Uh, that's a dangerous neighborhood, and I'm not too sure that the American people quite understand how this policy originated. 
Um, I found it fascinating uh, after reading a book for the last couple of weeks called The List by Amy Siskind to discover that in July of 2017, uh, amidst the petulance and anger of Donald Trump regarding the Mueller probe, that he decided that he was going to bypass Rex Tillerson and the State Department and come up with a Iran policy that he assigned to White House loyalists, uh, i.e. Jared Kushner, Mr. Miller, Kellyanne Conway, real experts on the Middle East. And the purpose of this Iran uh, Iran review at the time was to, quote, give him an option to say, quote, unquote, that Tehran was not in compliance uh, with the Iran nuclear deal of 2015. Well, you know, you have it. Yeah. Rejecting that treaty out of hand before he was even elected was the beginning of all of this mm-hmm. current situation uh, with no backup plan whatsoever for here's how we could improve it. Most international experts agree it was uh, effective and uh, was a positive step forward. <clears throat> but, of course, the entire blanket, what I have no uh, ideas. Uh, my only ideas are to undo anything Obama ever did. Sure. That's all really that there is, uh, ideologically speaking, um, to make the claim, as you mentioned, uh, some in the administration have that uh, Iran is behind the Taliban or whatever, displays either uh, a willingness to just openly lie to the American people through these congressional hearings or a profound ignorance about elements of the region. For example, the Sunni-Shia split, which is... Uh, you know, problematic throughout the Arab world and the Middle East in general. Um, The Straits of Hormuz are a very busy uh, traffic location. Indeed. Uh, It's a very narrow point geographically. It's very important uh, internationally, economically. So it's uh, important to be careful and cautious and all of these good things. And this rush to condemn Iran for things that have as of yet been unproved. Now, obviously, not ignorant or naive, Iran is a mischievous player on the international scene. Sure. Uh, there are numerous instances in which they have stricken at the United States in, in various ways. The history, of course, and the context for all of this is long and complicated and profound. But I think it's very uh, upsetting to me how the potential for what are the Saudis doing behind the scene to exacerbate this problem in their own interests, recognizing, as all the world can see, that Donald Trump is a chump to be played and that if you can uh, convince him of something, and he's proven uh, oh so willing to believe what dictators say, whether it be Putin or the uh, crown prince uh, of Saudi Arabia, Sent an excellent letter to oh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, great, great letters. Uh, great, you know, he. I could tell what he meant when he told me this thing. Um, the Saudis have something to gain by playing the U.S. off of Iran. So let's sort of take a couple of steps back and see, is any of that going on here? 
could be. Well, and also, <clears throat> not to be the ultimate conspiracy theorist, but uh, it is interesting that <clears throat> in uh, the early part of this uh, calendar year, uh, the price of oil was coming down considerably. Uh, international economists were pointing out there's a glut of production. Uh, Iran, of course, is back in the, uh, you know, they have some deals primarily, by the way, with Asian countries. Uh -huh. They sell most of their oil to Japan, China, India. South Korea. South Korea, Asian countries that have to import nearly all of their oil, China being an exception, by the way. They do produce quite a bit on their own. And China has deals with Putin and Russia. Uh -huh. So the international oil market is also, I think, one of those layers that you need to kind of peel away, kind of like an onion. It's been well established that American oil producers in, um, you know, the Permian Basis in West Texas, the North Dakota re region with the fracking, kind of need to have oil above $50 a barrel. And when oil starts going down below that, uh, it's quite <clears throat> suspicious that there would be all this additional tension. You know, it's interesting also to note that the week that uh, Trump finally made the surprise announcement about pulling out of the deal, uh, it was reported that both Jim Mattis, Secretary of Defense, and uh, Mr. Tillerson um, said that Iran was in compliance with the deal. <laughs> and this was also confirmed by the IAEA, and how fascinating that during that same week, Trump was attacking his, quote, military leaders for uh, the, the the situation in Yemen and in Niger. Uh, there have been some investigations into some of Trump's early military forays, uh, the failures, quite, quite, uh, quite clearly. And what is troubling about some of this is it seems like Bolton and Pompeo that are, mm -hmm. I think, really behind this new hawkish uh, approach are just simply not credible on this particular subject. Pompeo has been pushing the idea of these connections with al-Qaeda. Bolton, of course, was part of the project for the new American century that wanted to overthrow Saddam Hussein. Um, well, he spent the weekend with uh, Netanyahu, who, you know, made his own. Well, American power will, you know, be destructive if it's fully utilized against Iran. That's not Netanyahu's comment or call to make. But there he was standing with Bolton saying that. And the idea that Donald Trump's, you know, said, oh, I called off the airstrikes after I... Utter nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it's Utter like nonsense. a fairy tale. Yeah, he claims... And again, this is him crafting the television show yeah where uh oh you know i asked 10 minutes to go 10 minutes to go so it's a dramatic situation and uh how many people will be killed oh well no that's too many let's call it off right now they told him that up front that's standard protocol sure and and does he care about the people that are dying in afghanistan of course not <laughs> the whole thing is is ludicrous on its face and when you discover that his main advisors on Iran policy are 
Sean Hannity and John Bolton. Oh, don't forget Tucker Carlson. And Tucker, baby. Uh, The guy who always looks like there's a a poopy diaper underneath his desk for that facial expression that he has permanently sneered onto his face. There's like, there's a crappy diaper in that room somewhere. Yeah, call him Caravan Man. (laughs) He was the one that... <clears throat> promoted that big, uh, well, big idea. Or, you know, here's an idea, since we actually don't really have, I think, even an acting defense secretary at the moment. No, he had to bow maybe, out. Maybe Tucker Carlson is the stand-in acting, you know, semi-temporary uh, defense secretary in, in Trump's mind. Well, it is amazing how many Fox, quote, news people end up in the Trump administration as high-ranking officials with no particular expertise for any of the jobs that they're assigned to. Um, you know, that's that's Trump for you. Uh, great vetting process, he claims. Uh, he's had nothing but... Uh, disasters in that department actually speaking of the vetting process just really quickly this afternoon a breaking story was that uh, the uh, online source axios has uh, obtained through yet another leak uh, actual trump uh, trans uh, uh, transition committees vetting notes on people who they wanted to put into positions including people some of whom got those positions pruitt chris christie uh, Zinke, all those guys. Laura Ingram from Fox News was being seriously considered to be uh, the uh, press uh, spokesman. Uh, but no, she said some stupid things, so I guess we can't use her for that. She's more valuable to us probably on that channel. Um, Saying but, stupid things. Yeah, but it's amazing how many of the, like, in the negative column, red flag column uh, in this report, that they went with the people anyway. You know, has connections to white supremacy group. Yeah, we'll go with them anyway. Well, and and yeah, and in fact, Chris Christie, ironically, was the first guy thrown under the bus by Trump. Uh, he, he's, by the way, holding that bus up. Uh, he was the so-called designated transition mm-hmm. leader, and he apparently lasted a, two days or something because it sounds like Jared Kushner wanted to take over. And, of course, what's he doing? Well, we haven't heard much from him lately until this weekend. He's got a bold new peace plan, uh, a peace plan that's been essentially a negotiation between John Bolton and Benjamin Netanyahu. One wonders, by the way, if this hawkishness on Iran uh, did coincide also with the Israeli elections. Uh, Remember, of course, there was a convenient rocket attack allegedly perpetrated by Hamas uh, two days before the Israeli election. Mm-hmm. Um, Netanyahu nominally won, but Just was barely. unable to actually form a government uh, due to some conflicts with another rival who um, is basically not compromising on the issue of Orthodox Jews being exempt from the military. So, hence, uh, Israel is going to have another election in September or something. So Netanyahu is is sort of almost a lame duck of sorts. Maybe he can become the acting secretary of defense for the United States. (laughs) Trump might need somebody at that point. Uh, So what's going on? We don't know. Uh, Trump's credibility uh, is is zilch uh, for a variety of reasons. 
And I would also note, by the way, that I think there's been a lot of saber rattling the whole year. You know, it's it sort of started out in January with Venezuela. Right. Yeah. Remember. Remember that. You know, uh, seems like Guado. You know, where's he? Uh, Of course, the refugee and economic warfare that the United States is perpetrating against the people of Venezuela is creating massive refugee problems in southern America, in South America, in Brazil, in Colombia, in Peru. Um, Why should we care in America about children? And women coming into the United States seeking asylum when we're creating many of these refugee problems around the world. And let's remember Cuba. Cuba was being attacked by the Trump administration for a month. Trump, of course, symbolically suspended the baseball agreement. Uh, And I mentioned baseball. I'll just parenthetically note that, by the way, U of M is in the final NCAA baseball yeah, tournament, good. best out of three. So they're the underdogs. Toronto and St. Louis were the underdogs, so yep. maybe this is the year for the underdogs. So go blue. But the purpose of the baseball um, agreement, which Major League Baseball wants to to get reinstated, is to allow Cuban baseball players to play in the United States of America and not have to defect or not have to get on a boat and sneak their way into the United States. Because let's remember, we have a dry foot, wet foot policy on Cuban refugees and immigrants. All they need to do is touch the sand in Key West, and they're in automatically. So this whole thing with the, oh, I'll suspend these immigration raids the Democrats have two weeks to change the asylum laws. <laughs> well, Trump had two years to change them when the Republicans controlled Congress. Yeah. Changing the asylum laws is long term, obviously a necessary thing and probably a good thing to refine and enhance and, you know, uh, better reflect the uh, massive, uh, almost cataclysmic shift in the movement of peoples as refugees uh, that is only going to get worse as global warming uh, continues to add to the unrest economically that is currently simply just political. Um, So I don't know, maybe uh, the mismanagement of funds that are already uh, earmarked. I mean, there's children sleeping on floors, uh, toddlers uh, completely unattended, uh, stories of this one place in Texas where 300 children were evacuated because of incredibly bad hygiene situation. And uh, these, by the way, are private corporations that are giving that is correct campaign money to Donald Trump. <clears throat> I mean, the whole thing is surreal. Yeah. Ultimately, um, the the international refugee problem is serious. I mean, it's a serious policy debate quagmire. Uh, the U.N. just reported two weeks ago that there are 71 million people affected by warfare or internal uh, turmoil or whatever, internally displaced. These are serious problems that require serious solutions, but building walls is not one of them. And some of these private facilities, 
I don't know. They're, it's pathetic. It's it's remarkable that that uh, lawyers and uh, uh, shall we say family welfare uh, uh, advocates have to go inspect these places, and then note that if families in the United States did these things, they'd be put in jail. Right for child abuse. You know, like. Like, like, what kind of standards uh, does Donald Trump think? What does he think is going on down there? I, I mean, these reports have been ongoing now for months on oh. end. And the notion, by the way, you know, remember a couple of weeks ago when he was shaking the paper about the secret deal he made with Mexico? Oh, right. And I thought, well, that's right out of the Joe McCarthy uh, playbook. Joe McCarthy famously... At, I hold in my hand yeah. this list here, which he would shake the paper around. And one one day, an elderly senator, I think from Connecticut, can't remember his name. I think it might have been McMahon, challenged Joe McCarthy, said, let me see that piece of paper. Joe wouldn't show it to him because there was nothing on it. <laughs> him and Roy Cohn were... Uh, uh, concocting the frauds that uh, Roy Cohn was able to sell to Donald Trump later as his <laughs> personal lawyer. <laughs> Unbelievable, but not surprising. And I don't know, the fairy tales that have been told recently. Uh, you know, does Donald Trump have a press secretary yet? Hope Hicks, is she available? Apparently, she's uh, now performing as a wax figurine who merely walks into a uh, mandated hearing before the, uh, the Intelligence Committee, I think it was, and I think was asked about 150 questions and answered like five. Right. Uh, well, let's see how that strategy holds up. Even though she actually was one of the more forthcoming witnesses in the Mueller report. Right. Uh, I don't think she's going to go to jail for Donald Trump, but I think that this uh, lack of cooperation and this sort of trying to run the clock out, which is clearly Trump's strategy, um, you know, he declares for re-election last week. It's then revealed that he's filed his paperwork for re-election the day he was inaugurated. <laughs> Amazing. Been his plan all along. Two terms, baby. Well, it might be the only way to stay out of uh, jail at this point. And I don't know, Giuliani is, is he Secretary of Defense? I'm reminded of this wonderful cartoon uh, by Tom Tolles, who uh, <clears throat> uh, replaced Erblock at the Washington Post. Used to be a Buffalo uh, News guy. He always has these these. He's not the greatest artist in the world, but you the get tolls the are good cartoons, though. You yeah. get the good idea from the uh, dialogue showing Rudy Giuliani, uh, and this is in response, by the way, at the time of this cartoon to the Stormy Daniels situation. <clears throat> More women coming out of the woodwork, apparently, and related to Donald Trump's yeah. uh, gentlemanly behavior. Rudy says, it never happened. And even if it happened, Trump didn't do it. And if he did it, he wasn't aware he did it. 
feet. Which um, I'm not sure, legally speaking, how that means anything at all. <laughs> I wasn't aware that I was assaulting someone. That's, if he was aware, it wasn't a crime. If it's a crime, you can't punish the president for doing it. <laughs> if you can, he'll do it again in 2020 and get reelected and prove it never happened. Yeah, Grope Fest 2020. That's what it'll be. <laughs> and, of course, at the end, there's the little... I am the state. The little funny figurine that says, and I'll be back. Yeah. Yep. That's a, one of the better Tom Tolls cartoons that I've seen in a while. Sums up quite a bit of the uh, <clears throat> antics of our 45th president. Well, you know, will Kellyanne Conway be held to account for the uh, continuous and explicit nature of her violations of law? Sure, the Hatch Act. The Hatch yep. Act, which is a real law. It's not a fanciful thing or a whimsical thing. It, it was created for a reason, to prevent the abuse of power. And she brazenly flaunts it, even sarcastically referring to it as she continues to violate it. So, like... And, of course, this the is inspector general recommended that she be removed immediately from the government. Fired. Yeah. Which Trump, of course, refused to do. Kellyanne plays her own uh, preeminent role in the Trump White House. You know, she's part of the expert crack team of developing the Iran policy. <laughs> And that's not the crack cocaine team, as far as we can tell. She seems more like a crystal meth type of a gal, but who knows? Of course, it's America, speculation on my part. You know, it, it, it has real problems. It's interesting that just a couple of weeks ago they had a report about the dwindling solvency of Social Security and what Congress needs to do about that. What are they doing? Uh, nothing. Well, you know, that's largely down to Mitch McConnell's refusal to do anything. Uh, the Democratic-controlled House has passed a number of, you know, pretty impressive legislative packages uh, that, if nothing else, sort of sit there on the stoop of the Senate as uh, something that, uh, when we get a little closer to the election, can be say, look at all this stuff we got ready to go. Ready to go. And Mitch McConnell just utterly refusing to to legislate or to even allow things to come up for discussion. And by the way, on that oil uh, thing, information that I was giving earlier, the reason that I mentioned this whole thing is that this uh, the price of oil on the 1st of May uh, was 63.60 a barrel. And I get this information from the market news with no rate cut market went down that day a little bit and they have a a graph showing the weakness in construction spending uh seasonally adjusted well this is the day before i don't know if you remember this mike pompeo was supposed to uh, meet merkel and the uh <clears throat> foreign ministers of europe and he cancels the meeting and he goes to Iraq and holds this impromptu press conference where he declares that there is intelligence that says Iran is ratcheting up mischief. You know, that mm. tensions are about to escalate in the Persian Gulf. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, by the end of the month, 
Um, <clears throat> oil had gone down to 56.59 a barrel. <laughs> so, you know, ratcheting up, and this, of course, is the revised economic growth uh, statistics that were reported uh, from the previous day, uh, not numbers that Trump wanted to brag about on television. Minor adjustment downward on that score, but it does show that there was this weird decline in oil, uh, the price of oil in the month of May uh, before these recent events in the Persian Gulf that uh, I think were demand more investigation. You know, let's let the U.N. and proper naval uh, investigators see if we can figure out what really happened, because unsubstantiated claims I don't think are credible at this point. No, and uh, as we began the program by saying, uh, Trump's credibility is non-existent. Um, we are coming up to the top of the hour, uh, at which point Yazoo City Calling will take the airwaves at 7 o'clock. Um, just real quickly as we uh, come to the towards the end of the show, I have to say that my favorite amusing story of last week was the Poor, tragic tale of Jerry Falwell Jr. and the pool boy. <laughs> and how a promise to uh, endorse Ted Cruz, orchestrated behind the scenes by Ted Cruz's dad, uh, completely evaporated in the midst of this mysterious scandal involving photos on somebody's phone. Uh, uh, who knows what kind of shenanigans uh, involving the troika of Falwell Jr., the missus, and the pool boy. Yeah, and, <clears throat> well, they noted, by the way, in that article uh, that uh, Falwell was the first significant um, leader of the religious right to endorse Trump. He promptly, of course, botched. Uh, yeah, his his Corinthians too. His oh, Trump did. Yeah, I think Falwell <laughs> Jr.'s spiritual credentials are highly suspect. He inherited this enterprise sure. from his father, who you know carved out a, a significant niche within the uh, Republican base. Head head uh, of the moral the majority. Yeah, the yeah. so-called moral majority. Right. Um, but uh, Falwell Jr. seems to be primarily uh, an avaricious uh, real estate developer kind of a guy who uh, has a tax-exempt enterprise. Um, so just more swamp creatures. Yeah, and good to know that 2,500 troops have been dispatched to the Persian Gulf in the last couple of weeks. Trump says he doesn't want war. Anyway, uh, we are pretty much out of time down here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, the show being Gray Matters. Uh, do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next. And by the way, there's some very good stuff at Top of the Park this oh, week, yeah. both music-wise and film-wise. So uh, check it out. Ann Arbor Spark is fueling innovation in the Midwest by giving aspiring entrepreneurs the tools they need to succeed. We are a startup accelerator and business incubator with over a decade of experience located in downtown Ann Arbor, and we are here to help you start and grow your business. We provide classes, workspace, and direction towards potential funding for your venture. So if you have an idea that you think can be a successful company, contact Ann Arbor Spark at 
4063 or at annarborusa.org.